Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hi, my name is Dennis, and I'm an addict. This is the Just for Today meditation reading for February 1st. Hardships. We felt different. Only after surrender are we able to overcome the alienation of addiction. Basic text, page 22. But you don't understand. We spluttered, trying to cover up. I'm different. I've really got it tough. We use these lines over and over in our active addiction, either trying to escape the consequences of our actions or avoid following the rules that apply to everyone else. We may have cried them out at our first meeting. Perhaps we even caught ourselves whining them recently. So many of us feel different or unique. As addicts, we can use almost anything to alienate ourselves. But there's no excuse for missing out on recovery. Nothing that can make us ineligible for the program. Not a life-threatening illness, not poverty, not anything. There are thousands of addicts who have found recovery despite the real hardships they faced. Through working the program, their spiritual awareness has grown in spite of or perhaps in response to those hardships. Our individual circumstances and differences are irrelevant when it comes to recovery. By letting go of our uniqueness and surrendering to this simple way of life, we're bound to find that we feel a part of something. And feeling a part of something gives us the strength to walk through life, hardships and all. Just for today, I will let go of my uniqueness and embrace the principles of recovery I have in common with so many others. My hardships do not exclude me from recovery. Rather, they draw me into it. In today's episode, we'll discuss the Just For Today meditation with our guest, Chris B. Hey, Chris, welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, my name's Chris, and uh, my clean date's uh, May 21st, 1990. All right, great. Chris, can you tell us where you attend meetings, and can you give your home group a shout-out? Sure. My home group is uh, Just For Today. Uh, meets uh, non-COVID times in Durham, uh, Glendale Heights United Methodist Church on Leon Street. And I attend meetings in uh, the New Hope and Capital area. All right. Thanks, Chris. We're going to go ahead and transition to the Just For Today. Can you share your thoughts on hardships? Yeah. So um, I enjoyed reading through this and, uh, and looking at uh, the meditation for today. And just want to give you a small shout out and say it's a, this is a great way of carrying the message. Um, and I appreciate the, the effort and service that you're putting into it. So, you know, the first thing that I think about here was, you know, uh, the quote, we felt different. And, um, you know, th- that's something that certainly is what I had felt. Um, and what I found when I uh, was first introduced to drugs is that made me feel alive for the first time. And the rest of that quote, when it talks about only after surrender, are we able to overcome the alienation of addiction? It made me think a little bit about, you know, uh, the alienation of addiction, but also the alienation that preceded addiction. So 
a lot of my experiences uh, pre-drugs and then with, you know, using involved a ton of alienation, which kind of, uh, you know, fit right into feeling different and uh, feeling apart from. The other thing that I I thought about when I was uh, reading through this is that early in recovery, um, it was like, I didn't really, you know, it was kind of like, you don't have permission to think, you know. Uh, my favorite line of the basic text is you don't have to understand this program for it to work. You just need to be willing to follow direction. And so sometimes I, I laugh a little bit when I think about how much, uh, how easy it is for me to spend a lot of time thinking and thinking about uh, some of these things in such depth and how an early recovery uh, sponsor would not permit that, um, knowing full well that I would tend to complicate things. But I thought, I, you know, I looked at that and thought about uh, surrender. Are we able to overcome the alienation of addiction? And thought again about the alienation that preceded addiction. And then, the, you know, the first line in the in the uh, text or the uh, copy is, "But you don't understand," uh, which is also, uh, I think, something that um, you know I, I identify with. And what I what I started thinking about. Uh, as reading through this is that uh, it's been incredibly normalizing in Narcotics Anonymous to meet so many people who shared similar feelings. And so uh, that sense of alienation certainly led to feeling different and then finding all these people who also felt different or also felt apart from. and then it, it talks about, um, you know, in here different and unique. Um, and, you know, what I've come to realize is that, yeah, you know, we are different and we are unique. Um, I felt, certainly felt that way. I was 16 when I attended my first meeting in 1987. I was turning 19 when I got clean. And I was by far uh, the youngest person in my home group. And this was up in Rhode Island. And um, I certainly felt different, you know, where I started finding commonality was uh, through the literature and being able to identify with the written word, as opposed to not just the spoken word in meetings, but more so the visual in meetings and the, the visual difference that I found when I looked around and compared myself to other people. And so I've come to a place where, uh, I see we're both different and unique, but the beautiful thing is that there's so much commonality that the program works, whether you're young, whether you're uh, older, whether you use for a long time or for a short time, whether you, um, you know, suffered certain consequences or not, whether you fully surrendered or not fully surrendered. Um, and then, you know, the, the main takeaway that I started getting from this meditation is that really a lot of what this is talking about is that this sense of difference or the sense of you don't understand is about the difficulties and obstacles that we face. And they talk about it in here under the uh, context of hardships. And I think that uh, what this uh, meditation and what my experience with Narcotics Anonymous is really getting at is that you know, we can uh, stay clean despite whatever adversity 
we encounter. And, you know, for me, that adversity at times or that hardship at times has been things from my past that still affect me today. Uh, sometimes that adversity or things from my present, you know, and I think uh, a lot of folks are experiencing hardships right now, uh, given uh, the current conditions in which we're living. Mm -hmm. And the message is that, you know, those hardships are not an excuse uh, for uh, recovery not being possible. And I think about it from the standpoint of in being an early recovery, hearing people talk about things like, I was not sure if I'd be able to stay clean through this. And, um, and again, so like thinking of hardships as the things from our past that we may feel exclude us from being able to recover, as well as the things that we don't think we're able to get through clean once in recovery. And I would hear, uh, you know, early, early recollections I have of hearing people talking about staying clean through the specific hardship that they mm -hmm. didn't envision themselves being able to uh, survive, such as the death of a family member or a divorce or the end of a relationship and so forth. Hey, Chris, let me dig in. Let me dig in right there. And, and so you're speaking of this alienation piece, you know, um, before getting clean and, and my, my spirit really responds to that, man. And, 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 um, and I was 16 when I got clean, it was in Southwestern PA in 2000 and I was by far the youngest and, and I was the youngest for, for a couple of years in the fellowship, you know, in that area right there. And, and, um, uh, and that was my experience too, man. I could look and, and I can see, you know, like this dude's three times older than me, five times, you know, like these, these guys got a lot of years on me, man. And a lot of divorces on me and a lot of all this stuff that I hadn't, um, gained to lose right and and uh and what i heard was um and what i saw was like this this hey look th this this works for us 100 of the time through surrender it's not a coin flip it's not something that you need to get lucky and you'll stay clean like here's what we do for freedom you do it too you get the freedom and i bought into it man so so with with you talking about this alienation piece and, and identifying with those differences, if we have some folks listening who, who, who are new, you know, getting clean and, and early on in this process and they're like, man, I relate to that. I'm different in this area, you know, whether it's like a sexual preference identity, right. Or, or they come from a, a family with money or they don't divorce parents or no parents, you know, or both parents, like whatever it is that we're fixated on and saying, Hey, look, I'm different than the folk that I'm surrounded with. Could you share with us maybe and put in into context, what were some action items that you took to kind of transition out of that phase? Yeah. And thanks for stepping in uh, with a question um, and helping me catch my breath. I felt like I was rolling on there uh, <laughs> was good, like a runaway uh, truck going down a hill. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, you know, so that whole, um, you know, feeling different and um, the tendency to compare as opposed to identify, you know, one of the first things that was uh, really helpful to me was uh, the last paragraph in what is the NA program. We are not interested in what or how much you used or who your connections were, what you've done in the past how much or how little you have, but only in what you want to do about your problem and how we can help. And that, uh, that, those, that one sentence right there was really manifested in the home group that I was a part of uh, when I first got clean. Um, 
And, and so I think that the, the message to somebody who feels different uh, is for me, my experience was it only worked when I got involved. And I had attended meetings before, uh, but not been involved, right? And when I showed up at the name of the group at the time was Drug Busters. And when I had shown up at that meeting, they said, show up next week and make the coffee. And so one, I saw, and this is kind of a message based on my experience for, for home groups, you know, which is what do we do to invite participation and engagement from the, the new person or from folks who are new to our meeting, as well as, uh, you know, what, what we as the individual member choose to do. I would not have uh, volunteered to, to make the coffee but they, they said, we want you to show up next week and make the coffee. Mm -hmm. And the challenges for me with that was I, I'd never drank coffee in my life and I'd never made coffee in my life. Um, <laughs> right. And so there was a lot of trepidation about those things as well as how do they expect me to follow through on something that's a week later, you know? Mm -hmm. um, but you know, what it says in the meditation here is it's, it says that we feel part of something. The feeling a part of something came specifically through engagement and participation. Making the coffee made me feel a part of it, even though I didn't know what I was doing. Making the coffee gave me a task and a sense of purpose and a sense of belonging. It was also what was conveyed by the members of that group who were older, but saw, um, saw tradition three as really kind of the key thing here. Like he has a desire to stop using. We're not interested in any of these other things. All we want to know is how we can help. And that came through experiencing, uh, sharing experience and so forth. And the, the thing that my second sponsor uh, really kind of emphasized for me is that I want to be involved in Narcotics Anonymous I don't want to just be somebody who attends meetings. I don't want to be somebody that just has a sponsor. I don't want to be somebody without a home group. I don't want to try to do this without prayer and meditation. I don't want to try to do this without literature. And his, his point was that you may experience a failure in any one of those areas. Um, so periods of time where I've had conflict with my sponsor, periods of time where I felt conflict with my home group, and the, the risk he was conveying is that if you're, if you're really just uh, heavily invested in one of those things without cultivating and developing these other parts of the Narcotics Anonymous program, if that gets strained, then that could be all that it takes to sever you from the program. Um, and so that, that idea, the, the message that I would convey based on my experience, you know, is figure out how to get involved. And if after some time you find that you're not uh, getting the support or the welcome that you need at that particular meeting, that's why there's so many different meetings around. Keep going until you find the one that uh, you feel the welcome. Hey, Chris, we're, we're, I, before I ask you our final question that I ask all the guests, I, 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 wanna, I wanna, wanted to ask this, is what does, what does participation and involvement in service look like for you now, you've been clean a really long time, and and I'm familiar with the work that in the service, um, you know that that you provide, and so maybe this leans into that, or or, or maybe it doesn't. But could you could you share with us, um, 
you know, after, after being clean, and I, I imagine maybe some of the meetings that you go to, you're, you're the guy sitting in the room clean the longest by, by a lot, you know, and, 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 and so what does, what does participation and, and involvement and service look like for you now? Uh, a lot of the main things are um, involvement with my home group, involvement with sponsorship, um, sponsoring others, being part of the sponsorship family. And then like what you're uh, kind of alluding to, like the most unique uh, kind of service that uh, my friend Boyd and I have been involved in since 2008 is uh, the preservation and dissemination of Narcotics Anonymous history. So today, and you know, it's interesting, I was thinking about, you know, silver linings with COVID and, uh, you know, and finding during hardship or adversity opportunities to um, create something positive, like what you've done with this podcast, mm -hmm. like what's happening with uh, Paradise Strong uh, group out in California that's inviting authors of the stories in the basic text to, uh, you know, share about their recovery and so forth. So the guy out there, Francis, uh, has really kind of pushed me, as well as a few other things that have happened with other members in the fellowship. And so for the last uh, couple of weeks, we've been engaging in uh, formal interviews uh, with members uh, who are involved with the writing of the basic text. And we've interviewed people over the years and scanned and digitized archives and all that stuff. But really, you know, looking at the list of the 412 names that we see associated with where the basic text was written over the World Lit Conferences and tracking down who we can and giving them an opportunity to preserve their uh, memories and experiences uh, to benefit the fellowship. So it jumped off, did, did two, two interviews today on that, did two interviews set up for tomorrow. Right. Yeah, really excited about uh, the opportunities as, uh, Zoom uh, during COVID have connected a lot of people who are really interested in history mm -hmm. projects and preserving that that important spirit of our message. All right, thanks for being transparent with that, Chris, and letting us know that resource is there. And and so our final question, um, like to ask all the guests who come on, knowing what you know now and having this experience and being on the journey as long as you've you've been on it, if you could sit down with Chris B with one day clean or one week clean, um, could you share with us what you would say to him? Yeah, and I, uh, I've been listening to some of uh, the episodes, particularly with some of the folks that I know that you've interviewed. And that question kind of aligns with the experience that I find when I go to share at a meeting, like if I'm asked to tell my story, which is I, I worry uh, would uh, Chris with one day clean recognize Chris with 30 years clean? Or would it be, and, and if not able to recognize what do I need to do to convey a message so that it's relatable and recognizable? Because I feel, you know, I feel like uh, obviously light years different from where I was at that time. And the, the message that I think I would uh, give myself would be a few things. One, you don't know how lucky you are. You have just gotten the golden ticket. You may not, you may have reservations. You may have a lot of uncertainty. And I certainly know you've got a tremendous amount of fear but everything will be okay. You have fallen into a way of life, a program and a fellowship that will take you far beyond anything that you could have ever imagined possible. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast.
I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm-hmm.